0: Alright, welcome to the Brewski Cast. This is episode number four. We have a very, very awesome topic this week. We are going to be covering the rise of AEW from the phenomenon on YouTube known as being the elite to the uh, main core, branching out with the Khan family and pretty much kick-starting their own company. And finally, we're going to be talking about most recently the pay-per-view extravaganza the, um, double or nothing. I'm Caleb Salzman and once again joined with me as always is the Dustin Rhodes to my Cody Rhodes, my brother from another mother, Mr. Jason Salzman. Jay, how are we doing tonight?
1: I am <clears throat> I am a natural and that is exactly right. I'm doing great, man. How you doing tonight, brother?
0: I'm good. I'm good. It's uh I'm I think we've been talking about it a little too much, and that's all right, but I am super, super, super excited about uh, this episode. that we're doing. Uh, We originally had another topic, but, uh, you know, we talked about it. And I thought, you know, if it was the time, this was definitely the time to uh, jumpstart this topic.
1: Yeah, you got to strike while the iron's hot, you know, a cliche, to use a cliche. And I think that this is the hottest thing going right now. Um, it's something that's so new, so fresh. Um, and it also is such a neat parallel from what we saw before when we had possibly the greatest company rivalry in pro wrestling history, where there was competition, real competition, meaning there's really a chance here for this other company to get at least you know, close to the same amount of eyes on them or some kind of prestige uh, to, to compete just a little bit. Um, and the first time we saw that, it was a mass exodus of established stars from one company going to another established company, albeit not as successful or known. And now you have a bunch of upstarts uh, that kind of feel that they never got a shot from the big company or were never listened to or never had the freedom to do exactly what they wanted to do and reach their fullest potential going and making a new company. And oh, by the way, uh, one of the greatest to ever lace up boots jumps on. He's one of your top stars. That's a great start. You get the greatest announcer of all time. That's a great start. I mean, there's things we'll talk about tonight that are negatives and that they'll be needing to work on. But I think the reason that we're having this podcast right now is because um, it's such such a hot angle in just the business and because of how all the kind of the stars are aligning for this rival company.
0: No, I I completely agree with you. Um, I have been nothing but uh, pumped up for this um, since January 1, I believe it was January 1, they announced on their YouTube channel that they were starting a company. And a lot of people um, kind of passed them off. They called them a the T-shirt company, which they openly joked about on their channel. And um, they, I mean, they could be a T-shirt company all they want, but they're a very successful T-shirt company. But that's not what they are. They're a very successful wrestling company, as mm-hmm. from, from what we uh, saw last Saturday night. Um, yeah, it's definitely buzzing. In the wrestling world um everybody's talking about it uh even stars from the wwe team on twitter they're talking about it. um yeah it's it's a phenomenal time to be a wrestling fan yeah i never i never thought i'd be able to say that but man what a time to be a pro wrestling band.
1: i know and and what's crazy too is you mentioned that the uh, even the wwe some of the stars from wwe Tweeting about all or not, uh, all, all in, not all in, but double or nothing. I'm sorry. I got my uh, events mixed up there. But um, not only are the WWE stars, you know, but I saw, uh, I think it was Meltzer saying something about um, that they possibly w- w- were getting heat from WWE brass, uh, you know, i.e., Vince, Triple H, Stephanie. Um, maybe there is heat there uh, for them for them actually uh, you know tweeting about it and everything like that. Although you wonder how you know reliable or actually true that is because we've seen more you know references to it in WWE programming with the electric chair segment, Sami Zayn. Um, I don't know if you saw that on the latest uh, uh, Raw. But um he was talking about, you know, he said you didn't ask me about AEW to the crowd. So I mean they're working in and then Triple H, you know, in a Hall of Fame comment. I mean they're working in uh references, so they're not completely staying away from it, but it hasn't been any praise. Um so that, that would that would be something to be interesting to keep an eye on.
0: No, it's 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 most definitely not praise. Um it I don't wanna I don't wanna be one of those people that say, Oh, the war is on but you kind of got to feel like, you know, it's
1: well. I mean, Cody hit the throne with the sledgehammer. You kind of got to say the war is on.
0: Well, I guess you can say the war is on, but I, I mean, until we see which I, I'm super pumped for the the TV deal. Until we see what they bring every week. To oh, the...
1: oh, you mean you mean what they're if they're able to actually be competitive?
0: Yeah, and I. I... Yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, I thought you meant. Okay, no, because I, I think for sure all all elite is, is, I mean, you know, is, is coming after, you know what yep. I mean? They're coming after the, they're coming after the whole thing. They want to knock the door down, you know?
0: No, I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, we're, we're just hitting the tip of the iceberg right now. Um, I guess, I guess, um, I think I know a little bit more about it than you. I can fill you in. Um, I guess let's get started. Let's go from the start here. Um um, this whole thing really, it's not even this past year, uh, last year that it started. It started, honestly, it started about 2016 when, um, over in New Japan, um, the Bullet Club anointed Kenny Omega as the new leader of the, the Bullet Club after they kicked AJ Styles out. AJ Styles go <laughs> going the WWE. That's how they do it. You know, they kick that guy out. They did the same with Finn Balor, Ferkle, Devitt, whatever you want to call him up there. Um, so they kicked him out and Kenny Omega is your new guy. Now, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, which you will be hearing that name those names a lot during this podcast, they created a subgroup of the Bullet Club called the Elite. Now, through that, they created their own YouTube channel called Being the Elite. It was very grassroots, you know, they just started making like little five ten minute videos at first making their own little jokes popping them themselves and then so on and so on they got their friends to come on uh soon after you see a guy like hangman adam page young upstart great looking guy actually was a school teacher actually he actually taught during the week and wrestled during the weekends or vice versa and stuff like that and then you brought in guys like Marty Skrull, who is not a part of All Elite, but I'm sure he will be. And then finally, finally WWE made the, the, the biggest mistake they could have done when they released Cody Rhodes in 2016. And then he ended up going to New Japan and joined up with the Bucks and Kenny Omega. Right. And really, that really planned seeds for what we're, we're about to talk about.
1: Well, I mean, he didn't want to be Stardust.
0: I mean, yeah. He, he
1: who would? Wouldn't I mean who would and who yeah. jeez i, I mean I, I i you you're right though i mean how do how do you let how do you let Cody go dustin has been there forever he's been one of your if not at first, it was hard for people to catch on, but he ends up being one of the best gimmicks the company's ever had in gold dust and an incredible career, and then dusty did a lot of stuff there and he did a lot hell of a lot of stuff to build. NXT and the women's division, too, um, and then you let Cody just walk out the door. It's crazy, man. I mean, especially especially letting him walk – I'll say this. Letting him walk out the door unhappy. You're not taking care of that guy? That's crazy.
0: Well, and they wanted – like you said, they wanted to Stardust, and you don't want to be Stardust. And yeah. Like we said, I wouldn't either. Um,
1: he kind of got it over, though. <laughs> he
0: did get it over. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Uh, personally, from a fan standpoint, it wasn't a bad gimmick. He got it over, but I could see where he wouldn't want to do that for the rest of his life. It's pretty much just a play off his brother's character, Gold. Yeah, right, right. I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. I shout out, want to make my own. So, essentially, you know, this time three years ago, I think I just shared something about it on Facebook the other day. This time three years ago, voicing, and he goes and he's. I think one of those first matches he he wrestled Kurt Angle at like an indie show. It was a cage match. He does this diving moonsault that I remember seeing on YouTube? All and right. then he joins up with the Bucks and they'll make the hottest group in pro wrestling, the Young But or the 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 Bullet Club, you know. And they they start doing drawing major business and New Japan and Ring of Honor got this working relationship and uh, they start selling shirts like hot cakes uh i mean honestly man i don't know of any shirt in my closet that doesn't have like a bullet club patch on it or some kind of uh, elite logo <laughs> on it right i'm a mark for these guys you're uh, a
1: mark yeah. you're, you're a bullet Club mark dude. you're a uh, bullet i'm
0: a bullet club mark and then All right, first non-wwe guys to come out with funko pops and they're they I remember that do- that documentary I shared with you. They said they did do- Disney numbers, which is unreal for any yeah. non do. So they're selling like hotcakes, and then Dave Meltzer makes the mistake last year. No, it was two thousand two thousand eighteen. He made them mistake early on. He said, "I um Somebody tweeted at him and said, "Do you think that uh, Ring of Honor could do a?" Uh, sell out 10,000 plus and he just said I don't think so and then Cody retweeted at him he said well challenge accepted for
1: okay.
0: them to go to Chicago and create all in
1: yeah and Chicago as we know great wrestling city as Scott Hall mentioned in that same video Um Scott Hall man looking great but um I mean everybody gets old um, um if you saw me now you'd be like damn you're getting great too but I mean um yeah, Chicago, um, which is crazy because Chicago is such a great wrestling city. Las Vegas, exact opposite. And you kill it in both places. Um, I, I, I think that you can't ignore that. Um, the buzz is, the, the, you know, um, as JR likes to say, an ass every 18 inches. Um, uh, I, and I think, you know, you, you, you take that and you now you build. And now you try to get outside of that niche that's been waiting for you or that's been rolling with you through all of the things that you've been talking about, the build, the being the Elite Series, um, the torch from AJ to Kenny and, and and taking off from that and really the Kenny match with Jericho and Jericho kind of doing that whole um, – Kenny match with with Jr. calling it and and everybody kind of at that point going w- what's going on here what what's this new what's what's happening there, there's something kind of happening here right I mean don't you think that 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 first Jericho Omega match was when it was like oh uh, uh, Jer- Jericho's like headlining a Japan thing and it's like and it's cool and he's kind of reinventing himself and and Wait, JR is calling a Japan thing? What what what's happening here? And so, I, I think for just the the random kind of the the fan that like like me that never really was uh, connected, not with just the indie scene, but really the Japan scene. I knew the Japan scene was always there, but until like the implementation of YouTube and things like that, I had never had access. Or when it started being on AXS, I never had access to the programming. So, you start to see that shift and you go, wow, you know, this, you're you open up to a whole new world. And I think that's when I kind of caught on and was like, okay, something's happening here.
0: No, and I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that. And I, I, I need to smack myself when I mention that at first. But, you know, it's, I don't want to say we we were in our WWE bubbles, but we, you know, we kind of were for the longest time because after WCW fold and ECW, really all we do, you know, impact from about, Maybe about 2005 to 2010, it was you're doing good business and it was fun to watch. But honestly, like you just had that WWE bubble, and then you see a guy like Chris decide who would just keep in mind that he, he went and did this in early 2000, not less than a year of a year before that, he was in the WWE making a list the biggest thing in pro wrestling, and then he just you know up in i think it was in october of 2017 he start first started doing these promos with kenny omega and pretty much was mm-hmm. uh works with new japan and so you go to the tokyo dome show in january, january one january two whatever it is there uh, it's always around the years and they have their that's their big that's their wrestle and then yeah. you you co headline it with it was the you co headline with kenny omega which mm-hmm. i remember I remember this vividly. I remember sending you a picture of the because I didn't I didn't believe it at first. I thought somebody was just messing with me, but I sent you a picture of Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. Headline mm-hmm. mm-hmm. was "Who's that?" And, yeah, uh, I I like, just yeah. Was, you were he like, he's considered like one of
1: the best.
0: I was like, he's the best wrestler in the world. Um, I still believe that. And, and I was like, and I was
1: like, no way, man. AJ Styles is the best wrestler in the world.
0: No, no offense to AJ, he's definitely top five. But right now, Kenny Omega is is the man. Um,
1: you still think you still think he's the best right now?
0: Oh yeah. Like, I, you I, you I, you I, would. Really, really
1: yeah. Okay, he's the number one. Over. Opinion, even. A, yeah. Okay, yeah. he did. I, I'll just tell you this: he didn't have he didn't have the best match at Double or Nothing.
0: No, he didn't. But I've seen enough of his stuff. Um, if you need proof, just yeah. watch his matches with Kasucho, Kata. And that's, yeah. That's oh,
1: awesome. yeah, yeah. And well, is Jer- Jericho's about to go up against Okada, isn't he?
0: Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a barn burner. Wow.
1: Cool. Okay, that that's another show. Sorry, sorry. It's
0: another show, but anyone out there that's never watched Okada match, highly recommended. But yeah, we'll get back on topic here. Um, yeah, but I truly believe he's the best wrestler in the world. So they build towards that match, um, tear the house down. It's for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion of course. Kenny Omega wins it. I I truly believe it was a lot better than their 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 recent match at uh-huh. Devil or Nothing. Although Devil or Nothing was a great match, uh, not taking anything away from that. So that really planted the seeds, and it was it was a kind of a weird time because you were thought, okay, it's it's kind of a one off thing. Like Jericho's going to go back to WWE, and what he did, he went and did the whole Greatest Royal Rumble or whatever it was in Saudi, whatever you want to call that, and then but. Uh, after that he just kind of he kind of went off to his own thing and he he went and wrestled for new Japan again, becoming their intercontinental champion against uh Naruto, and he held that for a while but he was he was gaining traction with new Japan and it kept gaining gaining more traction and he kept hearing the buzz about hey it's not w w e but this is new Japan over here, like and he's bringing this audience right. and I, because of that, um, I don't want to say, I don't want to say AEW wouldn't have got off the ground without him, but I think that he really helped propel AEW to what it is. Now, regardless, if he didn't go there, you're still going to have all this talent, but it kind of helps to have one of the greatest of all time. In- yeah.
1: In- well, I mean, look what happened with WCW. You know, it never would have happened. None of that would have ever happened if Hogan wouldn't have went and not saying that Jericho is Hogan he's not but he's in probably the top when it's all said and done at the end of pro wrestling as we know it he would be in probably the top 10 um yeah. just in, in longevity and just greatness um he, he to me he's 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 right there if not just shoulder to shoulder with Shawn Michaels um, and so, yeah, um, that, that provided the legitimacy and, the um, and I think it's hilarious because like, you know, that Jericho, like his promos that he's cutting now, you know, there's like so much of him that like really believes that, you know what I mean? Like that he's like, that he's the one that legitimizes the whole thing. It's like, uh, Cody and them are really putting themselves in the back and it's kind of, cute how much they're putting themselves over but he's like we all know it's me you know what i mean that's so funny for him to do those promos and like every promo he's laid back like he doesn't have to work hard and and he comes out at double or nothing looking like he's not working hard like i haven't seen him look that bad ever i mean he was just he looked out of shape um and um i thought parts of the match were kind of slow and suffered because of it but I mean, look at me. I can't say that about anybody. But, man, um, it was crazy just that that Jericho's kind of taking this piss-off attitude. um, And that's his character right now. (laughs) It's just like, um, you know, who gives a shit what anybody says? You know, I'm just going to do me and sort of just kind of come in here and half-ass it and, you know, get my work done. It's so
0: good. It's so cool to see him play the heel kick because he does it to a T. Oh,
1: he's Uh, so good.
0: But uh, I remember – I remember – and I guess we can just segue. So, you know, you get all this buzz, and eventually the Bucks and Cody take that challenge from Meltzer, and, and they fill Chicago at the Sears Center, uh, Hoffman Estates. It's right outside Chicago. Whenever you want, it's it's Chicago nonetheless. So they sell that out, and you know it's it's a packed show. They sell out in thirty minutes, but I remember it because the night before that we were in Motorola, we were watching Fozzie. In Little Rock, Arkansas. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. So he does that show and then he flies to Chicago the next day. Doesn't tell anybody. He's hidden secret. And he's like the nicest person in the world the Fozzie show. And then the next night he shows up, beats the crap out of Kenny Omega. has like the biggest hill. He dressed up as like uh, Penta L0 from uh, Impact. And now mm-hmm. a- uh, that's another name you're going to hear a lot about. Mm-hmm. But shows up, just plays the hill to the tee, gets back on the plane, goes to a show, and I think it was in Kansas, Kansas City, something like that. Uh, I can't say enough about him. It, I know this is a Jericho episode, but you know he's in it. And I just, I just have nothing but high praise. He, because uh, c- of the entertainer he is. And, right.
1: Uh, he's amazing. Uh,
0: he's amazing and i still can't believe he did that whole sequence within two days but
1: yeah and and like i said he's he's down for it and uh he's committed and and uh, that's a good thing for the company because like i said they need that anchor tenant you know just like any like strip mall needs that anchor tenant that real store that's going to really like the other stores may keep their doors open but that anchor tenant's going to kick ass and keep them all going and you need that you know what i mean
0: no, I, I completely agree, but they sell Chicago out, which, you know, like we said, it's a great wrestling town, so it was easy at first, and, well, I don't want to say, let me take that back, I don't want to say it was easy, because I'm sure it wasn't easy to sell in 30 minutes, they, they worked their asses off, but, mm-hmm. you know, Chicago, so it's, it's it's a wrestling market, so you flash forward, you know, they, they uh, uh, Kenny, Kenny Omega finishes his Cody finished their time with New Japan and Ring of Honor. And then, you know, January 1, January second, whatever it was, rolls around, and they announce on their YouTube channel, AEW. Okay, about, I think it was a week or two later. It might have been the next month. I'm not sure. I need to fact check on that. So they have a press conference in Jacksonville with Tony Khan. He's the... Uh, Stone of Shad Khan. They're the, they're the owners of the Jacksonville Jaguars and uh, I think they also own a soccer team. i have to look that up because I'm not sure at the top of my head but I know for sure they own the Jacksonville Jaguars and uh, Tony Khan's a huge wrestling fan. Uh, I heard him on the Jericho podcast one time said he was a super ECW mark uh, He he's, he's uh, but yeah super big wrestling fan and, and was at all area heard nothing but good things about and he contacted Cody and the Bucks about potentially you know, starting a wrestling company and the bills got rolling and sure enough, here we are and you got a new wrestling company that's backed by wealthiest family not just in America, but in the world Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, you bring in all this phenomenal talent uh, all this upstart talent you got. Into L Zero, you've got Ray Phoenix. You've got SoCal Uncensored, which is mm-hmm. some of my personal favorites. I love those uh, guys. Um, uh, I can go on and on. You got Kylie Ray. Uh, we just saw they had uh, uh, they they have a uh, they just had Awesome Kong show up at uh, Double or Nothing.
1: Uh, Bill, Billy Gunn, no.
0: Billy Gunn works as a wrestler and as a backstage. You know, um, I love it. Yeah, it's great, and then guys out
1: guys up there still hitting the famouser.
0: Yeah, and he's freaking jacked up, solid. Like it's. I know,
1: I know. Uh- hey, you know what's crazy though? You know what? And you you are right. They do have all these things that they're they're getting in these pieces and these and these uh, talents. You know what they have? That's the main thing. They have the online wrestling mark in the palm of their hand. I mean, look what just happened. What just happened in conjunction with Double or Nothing in Las Vegas? What happened at the same time out there? Starcast.
0: Starcast, yeah.
1: And and it's basically a Star Trek convention of online wrestling fan nerds. Yeah. So, which we know because of now every Tom, Dick, and Harry. <laughs> us too. Has a wrestling podcast out there. But. My point is. Is that we've seen them all be. Pretty successful. Meaning there's a lot of people. That are taking in. The content. That are wanting the content. Everything like that. And that is dollar signs. For the cons. And they're also. Like you said. Tony is a wrestling fan. Thank God, because we've seen before the disaster can come from money backing a wrestling company with no really wrestling people in charge. You know, I talk about Jim Hurd and uh, Bill Shaw and those guys in the early days of the WCW transition. Eric Bischoff wasn't really a wrestling person, he was a TV guy, you know. So, I mean, They've got the online Mart community. They've got Conrad Thompson, they, and not in any f- official capacity, I know, but still, he's having sarcast out there. They've got all of that behind them. I mean, there's no reason to think that this isn't the great. It's like it's like the one two three kid, like the greatest entrance into the industry of all time. You know, like you, the the upset. With Razor, like Sean Waltman to this day still says, you know, it's a great, great, nobody's ever been brought in better than that. And yeah. I get the same feeling about AEW. No, no,
0: no I, I completely agree because it's it, double or nothing is their there one, two, three kid. And I, I completely agree with you. All right. But man, yeah, Starcast. Starcast is like you said; it's it's a big Star Trek convention for all of us wrestling nerds out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's to say one of these days when we get bigger, you know, maybe we'll be there. Maybe we'll be maybe
1: happy. we'll be there. I, I think we ought to. I think we ought to go to the next big Starcast and just be like
0: write it off
1: as a work expense. I mean, we could. I mean, seriously, it's, it's we have our own podcast. We could try to start selling some advertise when they do the too. You got to dream big. You got to start somewhere. You know, if if it's just us, you know, recording these things um, and getting them out there and everything like that, we appreciate people that have been listening. It's awesome. You know, we got people wanting to come on with us. That's great. Um, We're going to explore some of that. We're going to do some other things. We're going to add to the show. We're going to do all kinds of stuff. So it's a really fun time right now. Um, And we've got Oh my gosh! Look, look at this. What, like you said, what better time to be a wrestling fan? And and man, it's it's. I mean, everything's looking really, really, really sunny.
0: Yeah, and you said that they've got the, the internet mark, and I, I kind of wanted to touch on that. But, um, I'm not, but I'm not knocking anybody above a certain age. but I'm just saying, like, look. Bigger heads, Apart from Shad Khan. But I think Tony Khan is the one that's really running the business of that. I think Shad Shad Khan funds it, but I think Tony. Look, look at the guys running the company. You've got Cody Rhodes, you've got the Young Bucks, you've got I think Kenny Omega has a work has to be behind the scenes, and then you've got. Yes. Look at the median age? Guys, I'm pretty sure like none of them are above the age of 40. And I'm not knocking people above the age of forty for anybody out there to think that. I'm just saying they've got like such a young mindset that they they're in tune with the young wrestling fan and that uh honestly probably from that sixteen to forty you know age age gap, and I think that's what this are missing. Uh, uh right yeah. I think that they really hit cylinders on that. I just kinda of wanted to I just kind of wanted to touch on that. We had on a little bit of light point to kind of get that point across um,
1: as well. Yeah. Yeah, because I was listening to Corn, uh, Jim Cornette, the Jim Cornette experience, um, and I was listening to his review because, you know, I've said it before on the show um, for people out there who don't know, um, I'm not necessarily a Jim Cornette mark. I really love him. I think he's hilarious, but I think he's, you know, he's, he's got a great, He's, he's got a great acumen for pro wrestling business and just really smart. You know, he's just quick um he And re- I think he really knows what he's talking about as far as, you know, building heat on a guy, building heat on a guy, making him look uh, beat down, beat down, beat down. Okay, now feed him the comeback, feed him the comeback. And that is money. It always has been in pro wrestling. It always will be to him. And I get that. Um, but I also understand what you're saying because, like, of the new, the younger fan, and and really the older fan being out of touch, and maybe the older fan, um, that that way of thinking going by the wayside. Because I listened to Jim Cornette's podcast on all no- I mean, uh, on Double or Nothing, and 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 he he didn't he he really kind of shit on it a little bit. I mean, he, he was he was really critical of Marvez, um, which Marvez didn't have a good night. I don't know if he's going to be back. I don't know if he'll be on commentary ever again, but I thought he was horrible, um, and and not even Jr. could save him. Um, the other guy, the Excalibur guy, pretty good. Um, um, it's weird that he has a mask, and I think Cornette was shitting on that. He was like, "Why does he have a mask on?" You know, and um, that so that was funny. Um, he he absolutely hated the Battle Royal, um, and you know anything stupid like Joey Ryan or the guy, I don't know his name, you'll have to help me with his name, but the guy that keeps his hands in his damn pockets and just lightly kicks people, you know, um, that silliness, you know, that goofy, the, the goofy spots and stuff like that, and the guy without legs, he was just really shitting on the guy without legs too, um, you know, because he's like, oh, you know, you're, you're supposed to be taking this promotion seriously. It seems like everybody's just got to be a goofy. goofy. Um, the Young Bucks are still just, acrobats that are just trying to be smart asses all the time instead of being serious badasses that you think could win a fight. You know, I mean you know what I mean? You know how he's like that. Um yeah. so so like so he's shitting on that. Um and and he's like, this is your first you know, big opportunity here. You know, here's your I know they had all in, but he's like, this is this is really the one. You know, it's at the MGM grand and and you, you know the first big show and um you know he said you know they they really didn't think about new viewers or new fans he said it seemed just that they were just trying to get giggles out of their fans you know with those 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 smarmy marks you know what i'm saying no and that's kind of, that, that's what he was saying about it
0: no and I, I i i've heard him before i i like Cornette, too um i know that's real not real popular with the younger demographic and I and i get it um He's always shit on the young bucks, and I don't think that's ever going to change, and that's his opinion and you know he's but uh
1: man, he really does he hates them
0: Kenny omega too um, yeah, oh, he
1: can't stand omega he he compares him to Bob Ross, painting little pretty little trees with his art yeah. he he you know he wants him to be a tough guy, you know, so
0: not his style, it's you know it's yeah. not so is the young bucks but you know i, I like corny to a degree um but you know i have to disagree with him on a lot especially mm-hmm. his... yeah
1: yeah oh i was just i you know i know uh, i was just listening to that so i could have that you know yeah. a, a, you know a perspective that maybe is critical of some things and i knew that he would be critical you know what i mean so it was like oh, you know, let's see what he had to say. And and it wasn't all bad. He loved the video packages. The production was great. I think he said, like, Kevin Mitchell was on the produce or the director of it, and he's the one that used to do WCW and stuff like that. Um, he loved uh, the video packaging was great. He shit on Omega, of course, but, man, they put MJF over, like, big time. Um, they, seem to, they seem to think that this MJF guy... Is um is like the best top heel in the business.
0: Oh, he's he's brash, he's cocky, he's arrogant. Yeah, he time on uh, being the elite. Um, I, he's I want to say like like twenty two, twenty three years old. The guy is the guy is really fun. he's he's got a good body on him. He's I mean he's got a good future ahead of him. He's definitely he's definitely playing that heel character. um yeah, man, it, I I guess we got nothing else. We can start on – we can start, you know, uh, we can start a little bit of overall what we thought of the show. Did you – Okay. Did you, get the, did you get a chance to stream or did you watch
1: – I did. I, I did. And I got some notes, and I'll just go from the very beginning um, okay. if you want to. Um, I think you started out with the six-man, right? We
0: started out with the six-man. Uh, yeah. So – Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky versus uh, Strongheart, Seema, T-Hawk, L-Lindemann.
1: Okay, so here's what I have written down. Um, Unbelievable performances. Um, There's not one bad person in this match to watch. Um, There's zero wasted movement. There's reason for everything. Everything, all the timing is right on. Um, Absolute pros is what I have written down here and i have the moonsault tombstone finish was just absolutely so cool looking and right the right guys won although i will say um that the strong hearts are are badass too and they they showed up to work um i thought to kick off the show the the pay-per-view portion of it anyway i thought this was um really really good what did you think
0: i thought it was a great match um uh, Man, that, how
1: good is Christopher Daniels still?
0: God, he's he's forty nine, fifty years old, and he can still.
1: Oh my God!
0: And um...
1: Kazarian's good too. God,
0: I've always I've always been a big Kazarian fan, but no, it was a good match. And and the uh, the move you were talking about, it's called the um, uh, best melter ever. They uh, it's a variation of the Young Bucks finisher. They co- have the uh. melter, so. Frank, uh, so Christopher Daniels does the best moonsault ever. So they they did that, and they were the best Meltzer ever, just to one up the Young Bucks.
1: Oh, that's, that's hilarious.
0: Kind of that way. Okay, you know, I thought the match was. Uh, I thought it was great. Um, it was high paced. Um, these guys, the Strong Hearts, they're from OWE, I believe. That's the
1: yeah.
0: it's over in China. It's China, China-based.
1: China. Yeah.
0: They've got. So much talent over there. They got a working relationship with uh, uh, AWE now or AEW now, and uh, I have nothing but high praises. Uh, I don't know much about Strong Hearts. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the wrestle a lot more now. Mm-hmm. As far as uncensored, I'm a huge, huge fan of those guys. I love their gimmick. I love their every city they go to. That's not SoCal. This is the worst town I've ever been in. Uh, you know, I love their whole stick. I've got, I've even got the t-shirt. I've got the t-shirt. The closet. Like, this is the worst town I've ever been to. Uh,
1: yes.
0: If I'm going to a bad town, I'm definitely going to work. Um,
1: get that uh, cheap heat.
0: Get that cheap heat.
1: That's, That's right.
0: I'm a huge Kazarian Mark, um, didn't really know about Scorpio Sky all that much, but he's a phenomenal, phenomenal
1: He's really athlete. good. I was impressed by him. I was really, really impressed by him. Um, I thought, like, I was like, this looks like if they took Kofi Kingston and Shelton Benjamin and put it in a lab and made like a hybrid.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, it was
1: just, it was really good. It was really good. I really
0: beefed up Kofi Kingston's way because he can, he could just glide. Like I think he did a, a uh, uh, he did like a little. Outside dive but tall yeah down. the outside
1: dive was nuts it was perfect you
0: got so much hang time on
1: that but he got so much he got so much hang time he cleared he cleared the rope um yeah. he did that he did that he did that little you know uh finn Balor kind of arch and then go into the flip and and it was like he just hit he made impact with them so it wasn't just seen as oh I'm just doing a flip just to do a high spot and just do a flip he made impact with him, but then he landed right on both feet perfectly and just like walked out of the move. So it was, it was it was really good, and I thought I just thought you know to kick it off, um, and that's a smart move, you know, um, bring Jr. in on, on 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 commentary and have just everybody involved in this thing was just a complete pro. Um, I thought it was a good way to start off the show.
0: No, I, I can put um... Uh, it was, uh, in case we didn't, in case you didn't hear or we can tell you it was color and getting the being in 13 minutes and 40 seconds over strong. Um, next up, we had uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, uh, girlfriend actually, uh, Adam Cole, baby. Uh, he took uh, there was a fatal four-way match. It wasn't originally a fatal four-way match. It was originally a triple threat. Nyla Rose, Kylie Ray. Then they added a four fader full way and they added awesome Kong after Brandon and announced that, you know, really wanted to make this show great. Um, I, I love the women's division in WWE, but I was, really, really, um, I was hyped up about the match. You had four different styles, you had, and it was pretty high paced from the start it was good technical wrestling for me. Um I have no good things to say about it. What what did you think overall of this match?
1: I I I kind of I agree with you. I think they did a good job. Um I would say that that after watching this match, I had this feeling of um okay, that's nice and, and but but kind of right now I guess I could say that you know the the majority of fans are going to be like oh I get my I I get my wrestling from AEW but I but but I get my women's wrestling from WWE you yeah. know what I mean um, um because I, I really think and they've and they've set it up that way and they've been pushing it that way that WWE is going to be a women's driven product um but because they, they have such a great roster right now, and it'll take time to build this roster and the characters. More importantly, what I have written down is that I thought Kylie is kind of a great value brand Bailey. Um, like it's it's almost like a knockoff. Um, that character. I think she probably needs to do something else. Um, it's a little too similar. Um, and I thought that they um, the the Rose uh, me with the help me with the Rose uh, girl's name. Uh, Naya Rose I think maybe or no, I mean uh something uh, uh, Rose
0: Nyla yeah
1: Nyla Rose okay to me I, I was too th- I was too much thinking like what are they trying to make her like a Knigjax um Ember moon type of thing I just it was too much like on the surface there was too much knockoff at just looking at those characters for the kind of the first time um and that's probably because I'm not as familiar with them as you are um I loved um baker um uh i thought i thought her character was fresh i thought it was the only fresh character in the match because um uh, and nothing against off the kong we've just seen her before so when Britt baker comes down and this doctor gimmick and everything like that i was like oh that's 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 cool that's something that stands out and and she looks to be she she has a great look um she looks to be pretty good pretty pretty damn good worker um, I thought Austin Kong was, was, was awesome as always, you know, she's great. I hate to say, you know, I thought she was awesome because, Hey, horrible pun there. But, um, I think that, you know, I have it here written down that Baker goes over. Um, and that's a good thing. I have that written down because I, I thought that's who I wanted to see win the match because of the fact that she's kind of uh unique and a good worker and kind of was the one that stood out for me in this match. Um so I thought that was good and overall I, you know it was great. I mean I mean it wasn't I it wasn't you know Mim. I don't think it's probably one that I'll um, always point to but I thought the ladies did a good job and kind of got from A to B um and got us to our next match. So I, I don't know what do you think? Are you think I'm being a little too hard on them or what do you think?
0: Oh, I, I don't I don't think that's all. I I liked um, Nyla Roses an awesome fun. I liked it that they were you know Kind of the battle of the forces there, like I like right. the little matchup there. Um, I like Kylie Ray, but now that you, now that you said that, it kind of makes sense now. Um, I think she just smiles too much, and I think that's I know that's her character. I know like that's what they're they're making. Yeah, up. I just can't take her all that serious. I think she's a great worker. I, I do, mm-hmm. but I just really can't. Get that. But um, so you have you have Britt Baker defeating Nyla Rose Kylie Ray. Um, in all song, 11 minutes, 10 seconds. Um, I thought it was a pretty good match, um, but I, I could see where you, your criticism is. But, and I I agree with you. I think that uh, the right person won that because honestly, when they announce, whenever they announce, I know that they announce their World Cup, I know they're going to have others, but honestly, you need to build your women's championship around um, is Britt Baker.
1: Yeah, I think she's kind of like that Sasha type, you know?
0: Yeah, like she's the workhorse. Right. Um, next up, we had best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta, who I've watched quite a bit. Um, they took on and and Jack Evans. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know much about Helico and Jack Evans. I'm not even sure if I'm right. Uh, so I really don't have much to judge this match on other than I know about Chuck Taylor and Trent Baretta. Um all I have to say is it was a glorious spot fest for me. Uh, um, uh-huh. so many different moves I see in this match. Um uh, it's not a knock, I just don't know much about uh about these guys. Mm-hmm. But oh yeah. it was a fun match to watch. Um I wasn't bored one bit uh, throughout the entire experience. And I mean what what did you think about it?
1: I'm like you. I don't know that much about them. Um, but also like you, um, I I was watching, thinking, you know, it seems kind of set up too much, you know, um, or the fact that they're like, Oh, we've got this big show. Let's put together this, you know, choreographed match. One, two, three, four, like a, you know, macho man's calling it, you know? Um, but, uh, and, and the problem, though, is Macho Man's not in the ring, you know. But, um, uh, you know, it just kind of – it was just something that filled space. Okay.
0: But it was – so it was it was best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent Bray. They got the win in 12 minutes 35 seconds after Helico and Jack Evans. Um, next up, we had the match. We had um, – oh, I'm going to butcher this. We had – Kukuru, Shida, Ryo, Bay, Ryo, yeah. Miz, Mizunami, and they defeated Aja-Kong, Yuja, Zakisaki, and <laughs> Sakura in 13 minutes and 10 seconds. Um, for me, it was much of like the SCU Stronghearts match,
1: mm-hmm.
0: female version. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely had a fun time watching it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, i'm anxious and i'm excited to see more of these females uh you know get to know them a little bit more but uh they were introduced to a new audience or a very limited audience that only a portion of the the, the audience had seen um really looking forward to seeing what they they can bring to the table uh moving forward especially with uh, all out coming in coming up and then the tv deal coming up um uh, don't really have much more to say about that. It was a uh, 13 minute match, and it was just a fun six uh, six woman tag match. Um, I know I butchered those names, but that's that's pretty much all I got on this one. What what did you think overall?
1: I agree. I think it was a good work rate. Um, I, I think it's um, exciting to see as again some more women uh, in the AEW uh, doing matches like this. To where, like you said, there's really not um there's no where where you see yourself trailing you stay with the match um you think you know i thought they did a i thought they did a good job um and i and i thought actually i like this a little bit better than the the earlier uh fatal four-way women's match so
0: okay no i get that i get that it was it was definitely definitely, uh fun to watch but i i can see that um Next up, this might be a hot take here, but I I don't care. It's just my opinion. I think that this match should have been the main event. And we had, you had the Battle of the Brothers. You had Cody and Dustin facing off. um, And
1: I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. I think this is the best wrestling match I've seen since um, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. WrestleMania 25.
0: Yes. Okay. I'll I'll finish it, but I'll let you I'll let you just take over and just give me what you give me your thoughts on what you thought of this this masterpiece. Okay.
1: I'll just have I'll just have I'll just tell you what I have written down. How about that? Okay. And, and I'll tell you the first thing I have written down. Everything about this is so good. The build. Um dollar signs in the pro wrestling industry is a personal issue um hello personal issue um this to me bro was like you almost cry because of how like it's almost like Dusty booked this yeah you know what I mean like it's a it's an old school like mid south like dusty type of like wrestling psychology thing, you know i mean this this match was so good the like the build, the feel of it, the execution of it, how much you're invested um and it was so cool, man, some of the spots did you mark out like I did whenever uh Cody did the the fall down punch, you know, Dustin. Yes. Uh, as go, I mean, oh my God, I freaked out when he did that. Um, and Dustin is so is so good still. Oh my God, dude, you still got it. Doesn't even do it justice. Um, I think he needs to be a regular roster member, you know, like in some capacity. Um, I don't know how much longer he wants to work, but damn, he can go still, man. And I thought it was perfect that he got juice. Um, he might have accidentally got himself a little bit hotter than he wanted to. Um, and and um, or, or I don't know if that was on purpose or what, but, um, boy, it, it gave this match what it needed. Um, it was sort of that, um, you know, Bret Hart, uh, British Bulldog, in your house uh, when, when when Bret was so busted open. And they just slattered blood all over the ring. But it it needed that. You know, and I felt like this match kind of needed that too. Uh, I thought that was kind of a perfect component of it. Um, you, you got you got Dustin just a, a bloody mess, and uh, you know, um, making it memorable, making the imagery uh, memorable. And afterwards, you have him blood smeared all over Cody, and the, everything they did afterwards. Um, and I think this is Cody Rhodes' best match ever. I. Um, so that's what I—that's everything I thought about it. I thought not only was it the match of the night, it's the best wrestling match of the year, and it's the best I've seen in in, in many years. Um, I, I I I thought this was this is maybe one of my favorite wrestling matches now of all time.
0: I um I wholeheartedly agree. Um, man, even even before the bell rang. They stood in the ring and you just heard well, just chanting Dustin.
1: Yeah. it was yeah. Like,
0: like going. It was, awesome. it was like you knew he was there watching.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Awesome feeling. And they did this they did you are right, they did so good building up Oh man, Dustin is he's fifty years old now. Does he still got it? Does he still got it and they got Crowd started chanting, never lost it, and they were absolutely right. He, he put on a clinic, and I, I honestly, I was shocked because I didn't know who the guy was because I have not seen Dustin wrestle like that in a very long time, and I,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I got fantastic match. It was a great sequence.
1: Uh, the mini, he was the natural again. Yeah, you know, he wasn't. He wasn't Goldust anymore. He's he was the natural Dustin Rhodes. I kept looking around, seeing where Barry Windham was for him to tag him in. Yeah, I mean, it just—I, you know, I—I I kept waiting to see Dustin with that little, you know, uh, wet, soaked like baby mullet on the back of his head. You know what I mean? And being just baby-faced and giving Dustin a uh, Dusty the hug and the kiss. You know, I mean, I just—it was awesome, dude. He turned back time. He was—he was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, he was the nat- it was the natural Dustin Rhodes. Versus Cody Rhodes at his absolute best that he's ever been.
0: You had it was it was the natural versus the nightmare.
1: The nightmare. That's that? Right.
0: Love the. Um, I love the near finishes. Um, I agree with you. yeah he probably probably played a little too deep, but you know it it worked for a hell of a match. I think Jr. said on commentary that it reminded him of an old uh, dusty Terry Funk. Uh, stop! You know. Stop.
1: Yep, yep. That's, and how how uh, how special for JR to call that match? I wonder.
0: Yeah, I, I'd like
1: to hear what JR says about that match.
0: Well, he even said on commentary, he said, you know, I've known these, I've known these kids well since they were kids. You know, I've known Dusty,
1: for mm-hmm.
0: a long time, and I've known these guys since they were pretty, they were kids. And you know, JR, I told you earlier, I've been watching some old WCW Saturday Night, and sure enough, there's. They are in nineteen ninety two, nineteen ninety three, and here comes Dustin Rhodes. He can't be more than 23, 24 years old, and he's confident. Mm-hmm. And now, like, flash forward all these years later, almost 30 years later, and he's yep. still. Um, I, I can't say enough great. Honestly, for me, I know you, you had to build Jericho and Omega, but for me, this was the main event. Um,
1: oh, it's still the show. It was the best thing. It's uh, – I mean, like I said, I, I want to go back and watch it now just talking about it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think after I watched it the first time, I went back and watched it with Tiffany, and she had to look away at some points because of all the blood. She's not big into blood, but she, she loved it. It was a good match. And But, mm-hmm. yeah, Cody, Cody got the win over Dustin in 22 minutes and 30 seconds. And it's, it's funny because you brought up Bret Hart, and I, I think that's I a good way to segue because – Right after this, they had him come out. I'm pretty sure it was right after this they had him come out and yeah, produce the AW title. Which what did what did you think about that strap he came out with?
1: I think first of all, I'd I'd hate to carry it. Yeah, Um it to put it on my shoulder all the time. But I'd love. I, I think it's a beautiful belt. I think it's awesome. Uh, I think you know. I think it was Dave McMillan belt. But, um, and he does a lot of belts, um, so um, you know it looked, it looked really, really good. Um, I thought it was cool, and I thought it was even cooler. and of course, being a mark that I am, that, that the hitman uh, brought it out. I didn't find out till later, but actually he was a last minute replacement. Did you know this?
0: Oh, you know about more than I do. All
1: right, well, Ric Flair was supposed to bring it out, but he had medical condition, you know, okay. a medical episode. Again. And so last minute they got Bret Hart. And Brett got this huge pop because everybody wasn't hadn't smartened up to the fact that, you know, he was gonna be the guy replacing or whatever. They just didn't they didn't know. They obviously knew Rick couldn't do it, but they didn't know exactly who they'd get. Yeah. So, um, a nice little swerve there, whether they meant to or not, um AEW gets the Gets the swerve and and Brett, you know, of course, because we know how Brett is, and he's the biggest mark for himself on the face of the earth. You know, he gets that pop, and you know, we'll probably have to hear about that forever. But yeah. know, um, no, it, it was it was a great moment, and it was cool to see him come out. And I kind of was talking to you. I was like, dang, I wonder 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 what made Brett want to stick at the Vince once more. <laughs> you know, but um, it, it was a pretty cool moment.
0: Yeah, no, it was, um, and. It's not a bad replacement, um, you know. Nates is an but you know Bret Hart's one of the greatest workers of all time, he's easier, favorite wrestler of all time. Um, he comes out, you know, goes off the new belt, and then he introduces arguably my one of my favorite wrestlers mm-hmm. now, Page, who had earlier had earlier in the night, you know, he won the uh, their casino battle royale, and he earned. Here in one of the places in the future um, AEW title match, and then out comes in JF, and they, you know, which we talked about him earlier.
1: Um, Boy, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see that feud.
0: Yeah, I think I was about to say, I think that that feud right there is money. Um,
1: Oh, man.
0: Title, to be honest with you. Um, But yeah, a good little little tidbit there in the ring, just a good little promo. next up we had man it, it, the bucks we had yeah it it's hard it's hard to follow a match That's what you just followed but if anybody could do it i think these next four guys you had the young bucks going over the lucha brothers pentagon junior and ray 24 minutes and 55 seconds um,
1: man that went that went over the dust and and uh, Cody match. Yeah. Longer. I mean, but it, I mean, it was, it was so good. I mean, as good as the Young Bucks are, God, the Lucha brothers are so amazing, too.
0: There were sequences during that match where I seen uh, Matt Jackson. I legit was concerned for his health because I legit thought he, like, there were certain spots where I just thought he just because of how physical the Lucha brothers right. were. Just all the spots. It was like a car crash. You know, it was like JR on commentary used to describe the TLC matches as, as a car crash. Well, this was a car crash match. But, mm-hmm. with, you know, it was uh, from the get go, it was high paced, high action. Um, so many near falls, uh, just phenomenal uh these four, these two teams are proven. They are the best two teams in the world today, and I don't think it plays tight. And we just talked about we'd love to see an MJF Adam Page feud. I'd love to see these guys go at it a couple more times, just because it's it's so fun to watch them go at it.
1: Yeah, and I'd love the revival to move over and and a feud with the Bucks. Um, 'Cause I think that has a you know, that that could possibly be a another rock and roll midnight, you know, run there. Um, if they do it right. Um, and and like you said, uh tag team wrestling is something that can be incredibly awesome when it's done right. And I think you're running into some guys that don't mind being tag teams. They don't have to be the star. Um, and they can be a star tag team and they see the value in that. And it's pretty exciting because they really have an opportunity to bring back the just the greatness of tag team wrestling, um, which can be so um, enjoyable as a fan. Um,
0: I I can't believe I completely forgot about this. Uh, I said, but when we talked about the Cody Death match at the end of the match, you know, Dust or Cody had that great role that. I don't need a partner, I don't need a friend, I need my
1: brother.
0: Uh Next month, uh, they have an event that they... Oh,
1: people need to know, though, that that's what you said to me when you called first and wanted to do the podcast. What was it? Word for word, you were like, I don't need a partner, I don't need a friend, I need (laughs) my older brother. (laughs) And I called back and I was like, All right, cool and we hugged and I got blood all over you. Yeah. And we started the brosky cast.
0: Yeah, that's that's word for word how it happened.
1: I know. I mean these guys completely copied us.
0: We're I mean think about it, we're like the Rhodes brothers, we just don't wrestle,
1: you know. That's right, that's exactly right.
0: There's we got, you know, where's a little bit of age gap, you know.
1: Yeah, I'm the natural, you're the nightmare.
0: Guys, you know, like for the most part, um yeah. But no, um but yeah, they're they're gonna have this event called um uh, Firefest. It's a playoff Firefest, that big event.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's it's a playoff that. So they're they're associated with a gaming company called C E O. It's a big like game convention or whatever. But they're gonna have wrestling there. So uh-huh. you're gonna have a tag team match between young bucks, your actual brothers and Cody and Dustin Rhodes reaction. The Rhodes brothers. Oh my good god! It's gonna be
1: awesome. It's gonna be awesome, dude.
0: I, I can't wait for um, that's yeah.
1: the only match announced right now, right?
0: Um, I'll tell you the other one in a minute because I, I want to get to. Oh, okay,
1: okay, sorry. I'll tell you. The other um, one, uh,
0: as far as I know, right now.
1: But Bucks, Bucks, and Lucha Brothers, ten out of ten. So good.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I, if I could give it a twelve, I'd give it a twelve. But yeah, so, there you go. Yeah, definitely two thumbs up. Um, nothing but high praises. Um, so here we are, the main event. Um, I had high praises for it. Um, I thought it was a pretty good match. Uh, I don't think it was as good as their first encounter, but you had Chris Jericho getting his win back, his win from that dreaded Tokyo Dome show. That just mm-hmm. he gets his win back against Kenny Omega. In 27 minutes, and Chris Jericho punches his ticket to face Hangman Page uh, in a future AEW World Title match, which I'll get on that at a later point. But I can't wait for that. Um,
1: Going to be really cool. It is. I thought be- I thought this was I thought this was good. I thought Jericho was a step slow on a few things. I thought he looked labored trying to do really athletic. M- you know, aspects of his repertoire, such as the code breaker and things like that. It was like, it looked like it was really laboring him to jump up there and, and hike his knees up. And like I said, he just looked like he was a little bit out of shape. But um, I thought, you know, Omega was great. Um, um, it, These guys are, these guys can wrestle 800 times. They're never going to have a bad match. Um, I will say this, Chris Jericho's new finisher that he's trying to do is so stupid. I freaking hate it. This damn Judas effect, or whatever the hell he's calling this stupid backwards elbow. It's just dumb. Like you have the lion tamer. Do the damn lion tamer. This it that, that doesn't even look like he can't do it in a way. And when I say in a way, I mean I'm sorry. We're all smart here. Choreographed. There's no way to do it. You know, with without hurting somebody without, you know, if you're not going to hurt somebody, it's going to look stupid, and it just, it sucks. I really, really hate this stupid-ass backwards elbow. And if you can't tell yet, I don't like the backwards elbow.
0: I'm I'm going to shock you here. I actually, if it's done, I actually okay I actually like the concept.
1: Maybe I didn't like the way he did it at this one. Oh. I just, I don't know, man. Just do the damn lion tamer, you know?
0: Yes, but I like the concept. I like the whole build about him wanting to add a new move. I, I like when wrestlers try to do something different. Um, okay. I like I, – I honestly like the code breaker. Like, that's one of my favorite moves. Um, I like how Kenny Omega sells it. I, I know a lot of people don't like that. He oversells it sometimes. But I dig it. Um, early on – Man,
1: am I calling it the lion tamer? Really? Damn. I went back in time. Well, I meant the one. Like. The- Walls of Jericho, whatever.
0: Walls of Jericho, but you can't call it that. So yeah. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, yeah but no, I, I did the code breaker, Um But, man, I thought it was a good match. Definitely, mm-hmm. my opinion wasn't as good as uh, the Tokyo Dome show. But I thought it was a good match. You know, early on, mm-hmm. Kenny Omega gets his nose broken and is just puffy eyed the entire match and still continues to work. So, I got. Mm-hmm the for that. I thought that was a great. I thought that was a great sequence and he still was hanging in there with the best.
1: Showed a little toughness for Jim Cornette there. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. No, and and I've I have it wrote written down here that Omega is so damn good. So I mean I just I think, you know, you're right. He's if not B, he's one of the top two best in the world.
0: Yeah. Um these trigger. That is one of my favorite moves to watch. It's legit about to hurt the shit out of someone, and you know he's not because he can protect it, but the V-Trigger and the One-Winged Angel, he's got he's got a repertoire of moves, but those two were just so, yeah. so fun to watch. Um, I know,
1: both of them. I'm like, oh, God. And, but, you know, the truth is that these guys, no matter how good of a match they had, it was going to be upstaged by what happens after the match.
0: Yeah, and let's... That's all I've got on that match, so let's, let's jump right to it. Um, you have Chris Jericho, stay in the ring, victorious. And all before this, he had said, you're going to thank me. You're all going to thank me. This is Chris Jericho Appreciation Week. I am the best in the world. If it wasn't for me, AEW wouldn't be the company that it is, and you will thank mm-hmm. So he's got his back turned, and why he's got his back turned, you just hear this large, like, promotion crowd. And all of a sudden, you see these people just freaking out. I mean, it's it's a big pop filling the the filling the arena. And then, sure enough, you see this guy that you've seen before, but you don't recognize the name at first. I did because I, I knew it this time in the indies. But a lot of people probably did. You got John Moxley. He returned, or you know, for all you people out there that don't know, who John Moxley is the former Dean Ambrose of WWE. Comes out, man, steps right behind Jericho. Jericho turns around and yells at him, "What are you doing here? What are you doing here?" But
1: mm-hmm.
0: the underarm DDT—I don't think you can say dirty deeds uh, in AEW because that's a WWE thing. Yeah, the DDT uh, looks like he's about to help pick up until he jerks by the hair. Uh, he's in- Omega comes back to his senses, tries to fighting chance. They uh, go fire, the poker chip. gets him with DDT again. Does a, um, a fireman carry or attitude adjustment for any of your yep. F.U. What you call it uh, off of the chips. And mm-hmm. the shot that we end the night with. We got. We started off with uh, F.U a great tag team match with strong hearts and in the night with arguably the biggest freak in pro wrestling taking over. Yep.
1: And we'll see if, uh, if he can keep his, uh, momentum going, see if he kind of stalls out because, um, there were two to three times where Dean Ambrose in the WWE was really hot, um, but that never really quite sustained. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see here. He's got a good jump off point. Um, and, and, um, and maybe he was being held back. We, we don't know. We shall see now. Um, but I think that it, it's, it's good to see, you know, his intensity. Um, it, um, you can tell he's glad as hell to be there, you know? And, and I thought that was fresh. I thought J.R. could have filled up a little bit more of the silent, you know, that was kind of um, after he came out, and the crowd did pop, and, and then he he, then he gives a double arm, and, and it subsides a little bit, and, and you can you can kind of tell he's kind of slow as far as getting to the next spot with Omega, and kind of just Jr. really wasn't saying much. In fact, he's just like you know, I think I wrote down that he was like you know, kind of disinterested sounding when he was like, oh, you know, Omega's gonna get some too, you know, he's not immune to it, you know, it just it wasn't. It didn't sound like that, you know, J. R. kinda of losing his shit, like, Oh my God, what's he doing now? You know? And and everything like that. So, um, yeah, I, I thought there was some really, really great things about it, but there was also some things I, I noted that I was like, ah, this could have been a little bit better. But yeah, it was a great way to bring him in and um I actually found out that J. R. didn't even know he was gonna debut. Um, they they he you know, he would have rather not known because so the moment could be Um, just kind of uh, natural and um, not so contrived, Um, and it just kind of flowed to him, uh, you know, just organically.
0: No, and I I had heard that too. Um, I thought it was a great moment. Um, I love – I listened to JR's podcast uh, today. They were doing Capital Combat, and he made the statement, um, uh, wrestling fans love surprises, and he's like Uh – even even if it's a guy you really don't care about all that much, if, if, he's, if he's a decent worker, I mean, if he comes out and he's no one knows he's there, like we love surprises. Like, and I'm not saying I'd, that about Dean Am- or John Moxley. Cause I'm a I was Dean Amber, and I can argue mm-hmm. by the way I'm gonna be a huge John Moxley. I like the way his his character. Um, we were talking about uh Fire Festival ago. And you said that that was the only match available, and I wanted to hold that off, because actually, um, he's um, another match that's announced for that show is um, they're gonna have uh, the bad boy Joey Camilla. He's kind of like this unhinged character, kind of like a more hmm. uh, rated R version of what Dean Ambrose was. He's gonna be, right. that's gonna be Dean Ambrose's first match. So I think that's gonna be a pretty good, pretty yeah. Good. For AEW, it's definitely gonna give a fan a different perspective, and I think it's gonna be a fun match to watch. Uh, and I'm pretty excited for it.
1: Awesome! Big things in store. Big yep. things coming down the pipe.
0: Um, they got a TV deal. They got a buzz going. Good buzz. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: man. Uh, like I guess what a time to be a fan in a wrestling, company. and. How awesome does it feel to say, to watch a product where you can say wrestling? You don't have to say sports entertainment. You can say, Mm -hmm. hey, this is a wrestling product. Um, Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Uh, Closing thoughts on uh, Double or Nothing?
1: That was a great show. Um, I won't go... Overboard, like some people tend to do and have done and say it's one of the greatest pay-per-views of all time. No. I mean, there were parts of it that sucked, just like any other pay-per-view, but there was parts of it that were really, really good Uh, for me. The high points, um, of course, uh, the Cody-Dustin match, one of the best matches I've ever seen, match of the year. Um, No doubt, uh, hands down, match of the year. Nothing at WrestleMania came anywhere within the same hemisphere of that match. Um, six men was really good to open up. Uh, women's Fatal Full Way, pretty decent match. Um, uh, the Bucks, awesome match uh, there with the Lucia Brothers. Uh, really, really, really good. Uh, exactly what we thought we'd probably get out of those four. Uh, just awesome stuff. Uh, Jericho and uh, Omega, really good match. Um, did what it needed to do and sort of uh, built and got the result and then let ambrose take over um and then of course um the other ones that we mentioned um you know just pretty solid to lacking. and i i'm with cornet I, I i could do without some of the wacky, stupid shit in the royal rumble i mean the, the battle royale casino royale or whatever but but overall I thought it was a really good really good show um i had some things i jotted down here uh just a couple factoids about the show itself um sold out in four minutes. I thought that was pretty amazing. Um, There were the day of the show, um, there were over 200,000 Google searches um, that were trending to basically indicate that it's going to have a really good buy rate. Um, The pay-per-view buy rate looks to beat easily the last UFC pay-per-view. The over 200,000 Google searches uh, and the trending of the show was second only to Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals, and that was the highest-rated basketball game or sports event ever viewed in Canada. Um, So Game 6 was really big. Um, And and so the buy rate's looking really, really good. Um, If you take a look at just the Google interest numbers, um, on May 19th, WWE had a greater percentage increase from 75. Uh, so, So basically in the way that they the way that they sort of quantify Google interest is kind of by this parts per hundred type of formula. And WWE was over seventy five to six over AEW on that. A week later, the day after, double or nothing, what do you want who do you want to guess was over? 80. AEW AEW was over eighty six to forty nine. So it went 75 to 6 WWE to 86 to 49 AEW in one week. Um, and that's all according to a Forbes article um, that's out there if you want to Google and look at some of that information. So, um, really, really special time right now. And um, not only that, but the, the facts are showing it.
0: Phenomenal. Phenomenal, phenomenal um, journalism there, by the way.
1: Oh, thanks. Thanks, brother. Well, you know what I do. Come yeah.
0: I mean. Um. <laughs> yeah. Man. Top to bottom, thought it was a phenomenal show. Um, yeah. I'm. I'm like you. I, it's. It was the greatest pay per view I ever watched. Because I'm just being honest. It's not. Um. But it had its ties points. Um. Great future looking ahead. Um. TNT. You know they got the TV deal. Um. I. I'm super. I'm super excited. I think that they're gonna be legit confident. Um, if they can produce every week like they – I know they can because they've, they've got some of the best athletes in the world, some of the best wrestlers in the world, um, not entertainers but wrestlers. Um, I, I, I just see nothing but good things from this company moving forward. Uh, but, yeah, man, um, we kind of ran a little over than what we've we been wanting to, but I think that we kind of needed to go a little bit over. the bit a lot of talk about. And, um, overall, man, I was super excited to do the show. I'm so glad we did the show. And, uh, I just, I, I think we're really hitting our strides. man.
1: I know, man. And I think the show delivered, I think, I think it probably did go over cause we were excited about it and we had a lot of stuff to talk about, but I think we covered it. And, and it's, it, honestly, it's a big topic. It's one of the biggest topics in wrestling right now and, so I think we did it justice, man, and I'm glad we made the switch that we did because I think that it's something worth talking about. And if we're gonna talk about it, what better time than now?
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, we haven't discussed podcasting, um, podcast we as as we're gonna work up to go and get this edited. We're gonna get it out as soon as possible. Um, anyone, we appreciate anyone else. Um, I've been getting feedback from fellow wrestling fans that enjoy the show. Um, yeah, and, and if
1: you're out there, follow us on on Twitter at, at @realgrowthcast. Um, you can interact with us on there. If you want to tweet us and, and say, you know, you guys check this out, or maybe do a show on this. Hey, we'll check it. We'll we'll stay in tune with it.
0: And I was gonna say critique us. you know like if you if you think we can improve on something or you know whatever it may be critique us because you know like that's the only way we're gonna get better and, um yeah but overall man I it's a great show um, we will be back um it seems like we've been last reported we we're on Thursday it's become our schedule I don't want to hold us to that but mm-hmm. we're gonna to try to get this out every week to keep you nice guides, and uh, I guess Uh, any closing thoughts before we uh, close this one up?
1: No, sir, man, it's been a great show, and uh, always enjoy being on and uh, and doing it, and uh, looking forward to the next one. Episode five: The Mega Powers Explode. Hulkamania is dead. Sorry. I didn't mean to do going all that, but uh, oh, uh, that was my WrestleMania Five uh, Macho Man reference. I'm sorry. Or wait, this was was this number five? Oh, this was five, wasn't it? This is number four. Oh, this is okay. So I was right. I was right. Okay, never mind. Okay, but, great.
0: That was a good segue. Um, but yeah, uh, WrestleMania um, Episode Five is coming. Yeah, King I got you there. My fault. Eighty-five. Yeah. Episode 5 is coming soon. Um, like Jason said, follow us at Real Bros. Podcast on Twitter. Um, until then, uh, stay awesome. Uh, good talk, Jay. Um, and until then, man, I'll, I'll talk to you later, brother.
1: All right, little bro. All right. woo right. Woo, woo. Thank you, folks. Woo-woo, you know it. All
0: right, and Caleb here from the Broski cast. I just want to take the time to thank you for listening. Um, we had a lot of fun covering this episode. It's a topic that's near and dear to our hearts as wrestling fans because we're getting excited about becoming wrestling fans again. And I, I know I said that a lot during the podcast, but it, I, I truly mean it. Um, it. It's great to say that pro wrestling again and not sports and entertainment. Um we just want to thank each and every one of you out there that's listening. Um, uh, we appreciate what you're doing. Um, we hope to have more people come in and uh, listen to our podcast. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at Real Brusky Cast. Um, we're on Facebook as well. Um, just if anything to uh, to get your I don't want to say business, because we're not really selling, but I mean, we want to get our product out there. Um, Overall, thank you so much for the support, and episode five is coming soon. Thank you. Stay awesome. Woo, woo, woo. You know it.